Hello, and welcome back to Stimulating ASES. Uh, this month, we're talking about fabrication. My name is Rachel Hoffman over in the middle school. And I'm Cindy Caldwell over in the early learning and lower school. And today, we're actually going to talk about the early learning and lower school and what fabrication looks like over there. Yes. So predominantly in um, early learning and lower school, we pretty much just call it making is kind of that mm -hmm. word we mm -hmm. use. Everybody uses that word making. It's fabrication. It's kind of a big word for some of our Huge. <laughs> little ones. <laughs> I mean, we introduced that word, but I mean, we just got a lot of making. We use that word making. Um, and so it's, it's a lot of we use the engineering process a lot, and I know a lot of our listeners out there are familiar with it, but if you're not, it's the process of asking yourself a question, what are you, what's the task you've been given and what have you been asked to do, and then uh, taking time to imagine all the possibilities, all the solutions to it, and then creating your plan. And um, you have some kids that love the planning stage and some kids <laughs> that just want to jump in there and just start making, and so trying to... Make the kids stop and, and see the value in planning is, is, is sometimes a chore, but um, getting them to stop and write it all out, draw pictures depending on the grade. Some of them it's a picture and an illustration of, of, of their solutions. Um, and then after the plan is made, the plan including their list of materials that they want to use and um, sometimes identifying the older kids, identifying where they think the challenging parts are going to be and... Um, those kind of things. Then it's the creating stage. And of course, that's their funnest. That's oh, yeah. what they love. Oh, you yeah. know, making a mess, getting in there and creating things. Um, and then going into then the test and improve and going back and looking again at your plan. Where did things go wrong? Making those changes. And the thing that um, I know I'm, I guess, not as great at as I need to be, but only because, you know, when you're in a time restraint, crunch. time crunch, <laughs> and you only have them for 30 minutes a day. Once, maybe once a week or twice a week, depending on it, is that reflecting, going back and really yes. making them go back and write down notes for the day and which part worked and what didn't. I'm not the greatest, but I know that that's what we're working on, trying mm. to go back and make them go back and look at um, their plan and, and making those reflections because that's important. It's an important very, part very of, important. Uh, of learning and going through the process of evaluating their own work of where what worked, what didn't work, how will I do this differently next time? When I get back on this project the next time, where do I start? What do I not try? Because you have some right. kids that will continue to try the same thing over right. and over and over again if they don't have that time to reflect. And think about, wait, mm -hmm. this doesn't work. Because we have some that, you know, nope, hot glue is not the answer for everything. No. <laughs> you know, hot glue will only hold so many things together, and you're just going to sit there and waste a million dollars worth of hot glue mm -hmm. if you just keep trying it. So let's move on, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, so I sat down with um, some first, a group of first, first graders first, and then I sat down with some third graders to talk about um some of their projects because that's more fun than listening to me talk because listening to I love listening yeah. to babies <laughs> <laughs> listening to them talk um so starting with a little group of first graders and you'll hear them talk about um a couple of projects they did one is um as an enrichment teacher um some schools y'all call them I guess specials teachers or whatnot mm, right. um, we call them enrichments um I try to make what I do in the oasis kind of go along with whatever they're learning in class so in the fall first graders do a huge unit in their classroom on dinosaurs 
Guess what? First graders right. do not love dinosaurs. <laughs> Um, so they all research and do this whole research project in class about a dinosaur of their choosing. So then when they come to the Oasis, we work for like a month, if not longer, on what we call a Boxosaurus project. And we call it a Boxosaurus because they have to make a model of their dinosaur made out of completely recycled items. Um, so you'll hear them talk about that project. But then they also, um, in January, their big thing for the month of January in their class is animal. Right. This is their big animal project. And they do um, an amazing job of researching um, a, an animal of their choice. And they go through the teachers, teach them how to write this big, long research paper. It's amazing. And then, again, when they come to the Oasis, they make... They had to make a model of their animal within their habitat, and they had to just make it out of whatever I have in the Oasis. <laughs> and um, so you'll hear them kind of talking about those two um, major projects in there. So here we go. Here are our first graders. All right, so I'm here with a group of first graders, and we're going to be talking about some of the projects that we make in our Oasis. Hey, okay? so I'll let them introduce themselves. You guys want to tell us your names? My name is Molly Patterson. My name is Millie Mercer. My name's Lane Dickey. My name's Owen Martin. Okay, so guys, if you remember, one of the very first projects you did in first grade involved a dinosaur. Who wants to kind of tell us about that, what it was, Owen? So, you, if you wanted to, like, imagine it, well, you would think of the plans you do, and then... Um, so you're talking about you're talking about the engineering process, how we the yes. process of how to make things, how to fabricate things. Mm -hmm. So if we're going to talk about that, what's the first step? Ask. Yes. To ask. Why is that important? What are we asking, Lane? Um, you're asking yourself what you should use to make your dinosaur. Yeah, you're asking kind of yourself, what am I doing? What am I supposed to do? And then you were saying, Owen, oh, the next step is to what? Imagine. Imagine it. Why so, is it important to imagine things? Because, like, so you can think of it before you do it. You have to think of it so before you, you do like, it. all planned out. Yeah. Then when you're ready to do it. Because, Molly, after imagine, what do we do? After imagine, you had to do what? Plan. Plan. Why is that important to plan? Because if you want to create it, you have to plan it so you can make it really good. Mm -hmm. What were you going to say, Millie? Why is the plan important? So then you won't forget what mm -hmm. you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So your dinosaur project, not only did you have to make a dinosaur, what were you supposed to make it out of? Do you remember? You couldn't go buy a dinosaur kit and put it together no. like a puzzle. Just tell me, what did you have to do? You had to use um, recycled things. All recycled things that we find. So like, what were some of the things you used to make your dinosaur? Bottles. Bottles. Plates. Bottles. Toothpicks. Toothpicks, popsicle sticks. Bowls. Some of these empty empty little pill bottles for legs and things like that right so after you made your plan then we started to create what were some of the things that as you were creating it might have happened to your plan well um it might have like um messed up yeah. or i don't know work because sometimes you think a certain material is going to work and then did it work no. no no you tried it and it didn't work and you had to find something and what do we call that um, improve it. Improve it. You got to improve your plan and try something else. And like, so then at when, the... Uh -huh. When I was taping the body on, I like tried to put it all the way around, but I stuck it on. 
and my like fingers were really stuck to it. <laughs> like when I like tried to pull them off, so you realize tape just came off. Yeah, so you realize that tape might have been not been the best thing. So no. what did we end up having to do to get hot it to, hot gluing it together? And then once it was all hot glued, what was the fun thing? What did you do at the end of it? You got to spray paint. You got to spray paint it, right? That is super fun. Was that your first time to spray paint? Yeah. yeah. No. You've done it before, Lane? Yeah, I've done right? it before. Yeah. Actually. All right, so another project, one that you guys just finished doing probably last month was what, Molly? Animal research. Your animal research project. So if we think about what you were asked to make, what you are asked to fabricate, what did you have to do? So first, we, ha we had like a little flat cardboard surface, mm -hmm. and we had like... What, wherever your animal lived, like in the desert, grasslands, mm -hmm. jungle. So it's habitat? So, yeah. Um, if you had green paper, that would mean like the jungle. Mm -hmm. So you had to make the habitat of your animal. Yes. What were you going to say, Lane? Um, and um, you said if you, you, you can't, your dinosaur can't be taller than your habitat. Oh, your animal? Yeah, 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 you had to think about that. You had to think about if you have a tree in your habitat, your animal can't be bigger than a tree, so you had to think about things like the size, right? So after you made the habitat, Millie, what did you have to do? You had to build your animal mm -hmm. smaller than your habitat because mm -hmm. if it was bigger than your habitat, who knows what that animal <laughs> exactly. would be. Exactly, it would be like a big monster mutated yeah. animal. Well, like somebody uh, had a giraffe for an animal, yeah. So they had to make it yeah. taller than the trees. Giraffes are, that's Because it's supposed to be really tall. Right. So you had to make your habitat look like your animal's habitat. And then you had to make a model of your animal. And what did we make it out of? Um, recycled recycled yeah. materials. Anything. Anything you wanted. And that was part of your plan again, right? Like, you had to think of what did you want. Like more boxes, more bottles. Mm -hmm. And you like that. spray paint it. Yeah, so we didn't spray paint it this time. So you had to think of your material and how to make it like look she, like. Because we had colored paper to do it instead uh -huh. of spray paint. Yeah, so yeah. you had construction paper. All right. So then after it was all put together, what was the final thing you guys did that was so cool with your Make animal? videos. You made a video. What did you, how did you do that? You, so we had like a green screen. Mm -hmm. We stand like right yeah. there and people make it like look like you're in your habitat. Because in your video, what did you talk about, Molly? What did you have to talk about? You had to talk about everything that you've researched, like one thing. Yes, the things you learned about your animal, its habitat, what else? What it eats. What it eats, its diet. If it's a mammal. Mm-hmm, and then what did we do with that video? We made it into your habitat. Yeah, we yeah. shrunk it down and put you into your habitat so it looked like you were standing there with your little animal talking about your animal. Is that fun to do? Yeah. Is it fun to watch it? Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, not just your habitat, like, not the real habitat, like, they put you in the habitat you made. Mm-hmm, the not, habitat. <laughs> like, it was the real habitat yes. and in your habitat yes. that well, you made. Exactly. Well, thank you for talking to us about the, some of the cool, fun projects that you make. Do you guys like making? Yes. Yes, it's fun, and you guys do a great job at it. All right, thank you, guys. I think you can tell we're in East Texas, mm -hmm. can't you, with the yes, straws? Yes, with the straws. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you just hear they, they've been exposed enough to that, that language of the, that engineering process again. They know all the process of how to solve that problem, and we try to make it 
where when they make mistakes and they've got to correct something and, and change things and all that stuff, that it's not such a big deal, that that's okay. That is part yeah, of yeah. learning because um, failure is a part of the process. Failure's you know, we process. keep up in the room. Well, wise Master Yoda, you know, mm-hmm. his little, mm-hmm. the greatest teacher failure is, is up in our up in our room and they see it all the time. So, um, so the next thing, uh, next group of kids was the third graders and they're going to talk about, um, a couple of their projects we did, um, the beginning part of the year in science, they were studying, um, all the different animal classifications. Um, and so then in science lab, they had to take their knowledge of classifications and, combine them to kind of create their own new animal species mm-hmm. and kind of create a name for this animal and then which different aspects of which classification of which animal and put it all together. And then with me, they brought that research, that information, and then they had to make up again a model of that right. animal and combine it and um, to show their knowledge of that. And then we also um, just recently they had been working in class on um the 13 colonies and going all the way back to, you know, the first colonies of Jamestown, the first settlements and stuff. And so we were using some math and their, their knowledge of, of how geometric shapes and cubes and things to work. And they had to create their own colony. They had to start off with a little sketch, a map of using, um, basically arrays of this times this and and then they had to use cardboard cutting them to the right size and measurement they learned that measurement matters it matters measurement <laughs> matters when you're making a cube or a rectangular prism it matters and they built them and then had to put them on the on a piece of board and put them in the exact right measurement and then they had to build a wall around it and they had to have a working gate so they had to have all this stuff so i think we ended up with like they got to name their little colonies so we had like a colony pork chop of course. Then we had a colony named Tater Tot. For sure. Colony no name. And a, I mean, <laughs> they're really creative. They're really cute. And then once they had it all together, they got to decorate it, put in other things like that they thought were important for the colony to survive. And then they even went back and talked about their favorite project from second grade, which was a um, famous structures, famous um, structures, which Love is buildings, bridges, and monuments and stuff from around the world. So. I'll let them explain to you that project. All right, so here I am with a couple of third grade makers that are going to be talking about some of the projects we've done in the Oasis, and I'll just let them introduce themselves. My name's Gigi, and my name's Oliver. All right, so Gigi and Oliver are makers, and they just want, we're going to talk about what it means to be, um, to fabricate, to and to make things. What does that mean to you when somebody says maker or when, fabricate? When I think of making, I first think of imagining. You first get an idea when you make something. Mm-hmm. Then that idea starts to go in your head and you start combining it with other ideas. Mm-hmm. What about and you mine was you have to ask yourself, what materials do I have first? So then I can imagine what to do with it, how would it look like this, and how would it look like with that? Mm-hmm. And sometimes part of that too is thinking, okay, what might go wrong, what might be the hard part, and then what, how, and having backup plan to your backup plan, right? Mm-hmm. And always having all those ideas. So to fabricate or to make things means you make something mm-hmm. that you can hold at the end, that you can say, mm-hmm. here's my project, here's what I made, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you guys kind of hit on it and you talked about that, that process that you go through to come up with your ideas, right? Mm-hmm. And I think Gigi, it was you that said that how you ask yourself, 
right? Mm -hmm. All that you would do and how you can do it. And then Ali said about the imagine. Mm -hmm. So once you've asked and you've imagined, what is, what's the next important step? You got to plan it. To plan it. Why do you have to plan? You need to plan it because you don't want to go free for all because you could say, think of someone else is doing, working on another one and you're working on this one, but it could be opposite. Um, you're both working on this one. Mm -hmm. Then you will only get one thing done. So you're talking about like if you're working in a group and y'all don't make a plan mm -hmm. of who's working on which thing, mm -hmm. then nobody knows who's making. And when you put it all together, oops, we all did the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a problem. Why else is a plan important? Also, a plan's important. So if you like say you have this great idea, mm -hmm. you have to write it down on like a blueprint or a plan or a piece of paper, or you'll just forget it and mm -hmm. you'll just go random everywhere. Yeah, and then you don't remember, right? So you make your plan, and within your plan, it's not just drawing your picture of what it is or writing about it. You also have to know the materials you might use, right? Yes. Okay, and um, in the Oasis, what kind of materials do we use a lot of? We use a lot of, a lot of recycled things like plastic water bottles and some forks and tape and... Mm -hmm. Cups and tinfoil. <laughs> a bunch awesome. of random stuff that you guys got to usually throw together. So which of all the projects you've done in the Oasis do you like the best? Do you want to talk about first? Um, which one did you like? I think my favorite. So I think it, my favorite was my animal one because I really got to imagine what would two animals look like if they were combined together. All right, so we'll tell the people. So in Science Lab, you guys were talking about um, animals and the different categories of animals, right, mm -hmm. and the classification system of animals. Mm -hmm. So your job, you were asked to combine different classifications of animals to do what? To, to, to mold together. And make a brand new species, right, where you got to name it decide what it looked like, mm -hmm. but it had to have parts of this certain type of animal and this certain type, and we got to put it together, right? Mm -hmm. And then what'd you do? Once you created your animal, you imagined what it looked like, okay? Mm -hmm. hey, what Explain yours. What did you do? So, I started planning out. So, first I thought of how it was gonna, your bot, the body of it. Mm -hmm. Then I saw, when I got the body done, I figured out what material with the legs. Mm -hmm. After that, I did the arms. Then for the final one, I did the head. Uh -huh. Which two, which creatures did you stick together? I stick together with a yellow jacket and a red panda. Uh -huh. What did you call your new creature? Mm, it was called um, Panda Wasp. <laughs> panda Wasp? Do you, do you remember yours? Yes, mine was called Fowler because it was a fox mixed with an owl as a fowl then <laughs> I sort of accidentally messed up by putting a lot of paint on it then I was like yeah. hmm maybe mix it with a rainbow and so you or made something. it yeah so when you were making your CG when you got you started creating it you ran into some problems with yours right yeah I started like using like I just started getting bundle 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 like I started using the legs it kept falling apart do it again and again until finally yeah. Adding, just redo everything, not just keep adding So on. sometimes when you're making, you have to change your plan. You mm -hmm. can't, if your plan isn't working, you've got to know when to stop and when to change your plan and make those mm -hmm. improvements, right? 
Okay. Gigi, what's been your favorite? My favorite's been the wagons because... So explain to them what you mean when you say a wagon. What were y'all studying and what did you have to make? We were studying uh, the, tra uh, the Pioneer Trail, I think, mm -hmm. where they had to move because some... Wait, where are they? So the Oregon Trail. The Oregon Trail. Yeah, so they were traveling west. And mm -hmm. they, and so, so what did you have to make? We had to make a wagon so we could just pretend like there are people in there and we had to get them across stuff safely. So we also used these robotics thing called the Spiros. Mm -hmm. We, instead of using axes or horses, we used those so we can drag them. We had to make a actual moving wagon. So you had to design, stayed. yeah, so you had to design a wagon that was pulled by the Sphero robot. So it wasn't a, pulled by a real horses or anything. So when you were designing it, your wagon, what did you have to keep in mind the whole time? We had to keep in mind, if is it too heavy or mm -hmm. will the Sphero be clogged? You can't just take the Sphero to yeah. the thing because that will, it won't roll. Yeah. You gotta, like, say you just gotta put some, you gotta get the straw, you tape them together, you put some tiny wheels maybe on them. Mm -hmm. So it can roll with it. Right. So, oh, you can't do it too high or it'll just roll under. And you can't do it too low or roll over. Yeah, so, so you, you figured all that out because you tested it, found where it didn't work because then this, you, you tried to drive the Sphero and zoop, Sphero took off, but your wagon stayed behind, right? Mm -hmm. And so you had to adjust the harness for it, mm -hmm. right? So you're right. So you had to do a lot of problem solving, a lot of improving on your mm -hmm. wagons. What did you make your wagons out of? Um, recycle things again, like pipe mm -hmm. cleaners, some coffee, little wafer things. So oh, the coffee filters to coffee make the filters covers, to make the mm -hmm. covers, and some little tissue paper, and also some maybe some water bottles if you just cut the mm -hmm. water bottles open. But I think the wheels were made out of caps or three yeah, D printed. Some or three, yeah, pretty. We use three D printed wheels that were created on the three D printer, mm -hmm. and then the bottle caps, yeah, that held them kind of in place, kind of like. Hubcaps, I guess, would mm -hmm. today because they couldn't, you didn't want them sliding up and down. We we'll also it, right? put tiny barrels on it. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to have a prepare for the horse because what will it need? It'll mm -hmm. need like mm -hmm. water or food because it just can't, <laughs> it's not like an engine where it just keeps on running yep. and running and running. It needs like gas. Yep. And then we, um, we made a little trail in the hallway and you had mm -hmm. to drive your wagon and see if it could get ford the river made it through the river mm -hmm. had to go through the mountain pass and mm -hmm. all the different things what happens sometimes when you're driving your wagon it collapsed a little <laughs> just like probably happened on the real oregon trail right so yes. wagons didn't make it and you had to move to other stuff what about i know one of my favorite ones you guys have done is your famous world structures before where you guys were studying the seven continents mm -hmm. and so we um you guys each chose a different world structure okay you want to talk about that tell mm -hmm. me about what, which ones you did and how did you what so, did you have to make do for it i did the christ statue where it was a statue of jesus and it was in brazil the christ the redeemer christ the uh -huh. redeemer and it had to have i had to have a lot because so, i technically covered it all in tinfoil and mm -hmm. i don't think i didn't think tinfoil would do it so I went through a lot of tape rolls trying to tape it together mm -hmm. to make it look that white thing, and I ha it was really hard when I had to do the arms because it's not stretched arms, yeah. Yeah, it had stretched arms, and I just couldn't make it out of knives because there were <laughs> where's the fingers? Exactly. So just a fork had fingers. And you made that at the end. Yeah. Then yeah. we had to tape the fingers because you just can't mm -hmm. do that. Then I painted it. 
then mm-hmm. I realized something. Oh, no. The eyes. Oh, you needed a face because you had one of the structures that was actually a statue. Yeah. And it actually had little tiny things like eyes and nose and a mouth mm-hmm. and the features that you had to then go in and problem solve and how to get that. Yeah. Ollie, you had Stone. an ancient structure. Which one? Stonehenge. Stonehenge. And what did you have to do to make Stonehenge? So, I first figured out... I first find boxes, little boxes. So I used little medicine boxes, mm-hmm. and I, I would just glue them kind of like in a circle. Mm-hmm. But I think the most challenging part was making the little like gateway one. Yeah, where if one stacked on top of mm-hmm. another, and because they were all like in different positions, because it's an ancient structure, and some had fallen down, and some were standing at an angle. So you had to really try to match it, and you did a good job of matching it. Okay, so then after. The fun part about your structures after it was done, it was all painted. Mm-hmm. Then what did we do with it? We took pictures of it on the green screen. And, mm-hmm. the, and then and took pictures of the structure and then took pictures of... You with uh, the structure. Yeah, yourself. And then we put it together so it looked like you... you were there. Yeah, because we said act like you're like either a tourist or you're a tour guide. And so you're standing in front of it, pointing at it. But Gigi... I did something real different. <laughs> I stand it on one foot. After they got flying, then they cut off half of my body, so it looked like I was flying <laughs> so it around like... it because it's a really high structure, and you can't just see it from right there. You just can't be standing. Yeah, like, so you wanted to make it look like you were flying over its head. Yeah, because I just like can't be standing in front of it. Like, where is it? Like, <laughs> right. So, to you guys, if you were telling somebody about making or fabricating, what do you think the most important thing to remember is? Always, for never forget, try and mm-hmm. keep redoing it. Mm-hmm. Never give up because if you just give up, you've never tried it. Exactly. And try and try again. Okay. And people I, will say, "Wow, that was amazing!" And she's like, "And then you will be like, what are you talking about?'" Yeah, because you never made it if you can't stop trying. I think oh, um, the most important part of it is the fun in it because mm-hmm. and the creativity. Mm-hmm. Because you need creativity to make things. Mm-hmm. You have the idea. Otherwise, everything is going to look the same, and it'd be a really boring world if everybody created the same exact thing, right? And you were the exact same thing. Say hi, Gigi. Hi, Gigi. Yeah, hi, Gigi. it'd be hi, really. Gigi. Like, oh my gosh, who's the yeah. real me? Exactly. Well, thank you guys for sharing your wisdom and knowledge about making and fabricating with us. I really appreciate it. So, thank you guys. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. So who is the real Gigi? I know. Wisdom <laughs> of third graders. <laughs> yep. I love it that he was talking about make it fun, make it creative, because mm-hmm. we that's something we strive for all the time. Have fun, mm-hmm. but you keep trying. But you and keep sometimes trying. retrying isn't fun, and mm-hmm. it's something you just got to power through. Sometimes you got to take a break, walk away from it, come back, right. and retry. But so I think that's part of our STEM curriculum we never really talk about mm-hmm. is the fact that in the middle of our STEM curriculum is the growth mindset. Mm-hmm. It has to be because mm-hmm. you've got to teach the kids that failing is okay. Mm-hmm. I think another, so I said, you know, we have the, on my, one of my walls written, I have two big glass walls and on one of them it's written the, you know, the, the Yoda quote, but on the other side is a Einstein quote and it's about creativity mm-hmm. and it's creativity is just learning, having fun is another one that we keep up. So I think 
it's a, it's a big part of, of what we do, especially in early learning in lower school. And I think trying to carry that all the way up through high school, because sometimes we get so bogged down and got a job, we got to finish this, got to do this, that we forget about that fun of, of being creative and, and, and using that imagination. But Anyway, so that is that is making and fabricating in 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 lower school and in early learning. So, I hope you everybody listening got a little nugget of of, of goodness <laughs> out of that somewhere and, and and heard something that you enjoyed. So, all right, yeah. well, thank you for listening. Next week starts a new month for us, which we will be hitting engineering. So engineering. we yeah we will have hit fabrication and coding, and now we're gonna talk about engineering um so we're actually going to have our engineering teacher come talk to us um in the upper school about what it what it looks like in the upper school and what it means to them and then of course we'll boil it down for what it means for our babies so um anyway thank you for listening check us out on instagram stimulating ases um and i'm sure our facebook page has lots of pictures of anything we do uh, stem um, at all, all right. thank you bye guys bye